Hey, what is going on guys? DK, back at you with another video here to bring the two game NBA main site on Friday. If you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I made daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you are unable to watch my YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast. Link down below is called the DK DFS Show. If you could leave a five-star rating and review, that would go a long way. Helps me out a ton because every single rating review boosts me up in those podcast rankings. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I offer them at patreon.com. Two different packages, one for NBA, one for esports. Esports, we got CSGO and Call of Duty included. CSGO slates every single day and normally in the morning if you're into a morning sweat. And then Call of Duty four times a week. And I do want to thank the presenting sponsor, Prize Picks, of this show. Uh, if this is your first time watching or you're not familiar with Prize Picks, there's a couple different ways you can go about playing. So, the original way is they post over or they post fancy scores, fancy fantasy projections, and you can take the over or under on them, uh, you know, based on how you feel really. So like Joel Embiid projected for 55 fancy points. You either take the over or the under. For me, probably leaning the over the way Embiid has really dominated uh, so far this series. They also have single stat DFS, again, where you can play take over on points, assist, rebounders, and three pointers made. So if you feel really strongly about someone's, or is this not updated? Yeah, this is from yesterday. But um, yeah, they'll, they'll have that for, again, for points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers made. If you have like a strong lead there, you can check out the, the props uh, on those single stat. Um, and I think it's a fun change of pace, right? You're not playing against anyone, you're playing against the house. So if you guys wanna try it out, you can sign up using the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You'll get a 100% match up to $100. So basically, you put $100 in, a free $100 to play with, or 200 total. Um, hoping you guys took the over on Ingles. And Clarkson's looking good, too. Uh, those are the two. I was like, hey, you know, again, the biggest edge with, with prize picks is monitoring those injuries. And once Conley got ruled out, you had a decent amount of time to to hop on Ingles, hop on Clarkson. So again, my advice is, you know, maybe turn on notifications for Fantasy Labs with questionable players again there's not as big of an edge down the stretch with just like less teams playing uh but th that would be my advice uh to you guys is you know turn the notifications on for, for maybe something like fantasy labs and um know kind of who gets the biggest boost when someone is out so again it was it was Ingles and, and Clarkson when uh you know when Conley is out so let's see what else do they got here for this two gamer as far as player uh you know fantasy score projections here Okay, so Chris Paul, 39. I think I like the over there. He looks fully healthy, um, and we know he's a guy that can stuff a stat sheet. <laughs> Again, with Barton back, I just have the guards for Denver. It's a little bit tricky, so like I'll probably just stay away from those. Okay, these are looking, these are looking pretty accurate. Let's see, let's go back up to the first game. And DeAndre Hunter is out for the season. So, like, Herter and Gallinari will play more. Um, and Herter, I think, has the ability to play more Mets. So, probably would lean, actually, the over on Herter um, at 20 and a half. But, yeah, those are the ones that kind of stick out to me. Again, they have every single sport you can think of. Also, first half contest, too. They have second half contest as well. So, uh, again, DKDFS. Description below, 100% match up to $100. And finally, I just got to thank you guys for the continued support. Twitter, uh, and YouTube, as well as the live streams. We're averaging you know, close to 300 concurrent viewers for these playoff live streams. These are one and two game slates. 
So I appreciate you guys coming in every single day and, and you know, checking out the content, checking out the live stream, leaving comments. Um, again, uh, really, really do appreciate all support. So if you guys do enjoy this content, if you could leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos, you know, live. I will be live tomorrow. It's probably going to be an earlier live stream. I'll tweet out exactly when, maybe like 3.34 p.m. Central. Again, I'll, I'll let you guys know. All right, so uh, before we talk about players and the prices of this two-game slate, we can look back my lineup here from Thursday. As usual, with NBA DFS, I am in a ton of pain. Just a ton. I am I'm hurting. I am hurting. So, well, let's go over my lineup. Uh, Mike James, Kyrie Irving, Bruce Brown, Blake Griffin, Giannis, Drew, Ingles, and Avicia Zubac. So, where do you guys want to start? Uh, how about let's start with the first game. I wasted three hours of my life watching that. I mean, what on earth was that game? I, yeah, I'm not even happy Milwaukee won. I'm not. Like, that was just the worst game I've ever watched. I, I was literally, like, the Doc, you know, the Doc Rivers gif, just like, him kind of just like staring with his mouth like that was me just watching that game like is this am I really watching this right now is this really happening the total for that game 234 points it finished 169 points scored 65 points under the total 65 what is this the 1970s I mean I just I don't even know what else to say about that game um and the funny thing is a lot of players actually still ended up getting there like Bruce Brown, 35. Blake Griffin was solid, even though he got he got an early foul trouble, lost a good amount of minutes there in the second quarter. Giannis was fine. KD had a great game. Um, and then for me, it was a 50-50 decision with Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton. And that, per usual, could not have gone worse. Uh, Middleton went off, actually hit some shots to uh, this game. Drew Holiday, uh, cardio game. Just stood in the corner. Uh, that was so frustrating if you were Drew Holiday, uh, if you played Drew Holiday tonight. Um, where I was wrong here was I thought Middleton was going to be a lot more popular because his usage has been a lot higher the first couple games in the series. And I talked about this in the YouTube live, a little bit, or a little bit in the YouTube live stream, more so on the Patreon live stream, where I was like, okay, it's basically 50 50. I think Middleton's going to be more popular. I'm going to go Drew Holiday. Well, I was wrong in ownership. This isn't a $200 tourney. Drew Holiday, about 60% owned. Middleton was like 30. So Drew Holiday was like double the ownership in the higher stakes stuff to Middleton. That surprised me. That did. I, I thought Middleton was to be higher owned. So that I did not expect. Um, again, Mike James was the absolute chalk, 71%. Sure enough, any absolute chalk player 
in NBA playoffs, is it is it automatic uh, lock to bust? How many minutes did Mike James play? Not a lot. I saw a lot of Landry Shaman out there. Yeah, we had 12 Mike James minutes after 30 and like 25 the previous two games. So obviously that's not what we were expecting. Um, and then Kyrie Irving just, I mean, it feels like he played well. He just like wasn't aggressive in the fourth quarter. Like what did he finish with? I guess 9 of 22. I don't know. I used him to get a little bit contrarian. I love the 10% ownership in Kyrie. Again, though, 86 to 83 final. Like, if that game's just a normal scoring game, obviously, you know, or somewhat close to the total, obviously the first game is the one you want way more exposure to. Again, though, in the playoffs, it's like, I joke about it, but not really. Like, fade the best plays, and you win. <laughs> so, uh, and then the two guys he's... And don't even get me started with this, all right? This is the last thing that we'll get, then we'll get in the video. Low-owned Avicii Zubac, three fouls in five minutes in the first half. Two illegal screens. And I was, I was, I was talking about this in the Discord. So I played Nick Batum game one, barely plays. Zubac gets a lot of extended run and smashes. So I play Zubac this game. He's starting, figuring, all right, you know, he's going to have a good game. Three quick fouls. And Nick Batum come in and comes in and crushes. Again, is that not DFS in a nutshell? Losing my mind here. Losing my mind. But can only laugh it off at, at some of those bad variants. Right? The Drew versus Chris was, was truly a 50-50 call for me. Could not have gotten worse, right? And then the, the first game going 65 points under the total. Like, that has to be one of the, the most, like the widest margins of, you know, a game going either under or over the total. 65 points. All right, that's enough. That's enough tilting for me on this two-game slate, guys. Man, it is, it has been brutal these playoffs with with some of the stuff that has happened. I, I got, I could not believe my eyes watching that first game. Uh, but all right, and then oh, one more thing, I didn't play him, and I, I was warning people about this because you know Rondo played 20 minutes in the first game. I was like, hey, I'm not expecting close to that because Reggie Jackson got in early foul trouble, um, and Rondo's getting a DNP tonight, literally not playing, and he was like 25% owned in, in the $200 tournament, so. Crazy stuff going on in these NBA playoff DFS treats, guys. Uh, 76ers, Hawks at 224.5 over under. 76ers, one and a half point favorites. And Suns, Nuggets at 223 over under. The Nuggets, one and a half point favorites. All right, so we'll start off with Philly and Atlanta. And once again, Joel Embiid is uh, probably my favorite play. I've got him at 10% ownership here and like 30% ownership here. Not sure why he continues to go low owned. Um, the only reason I can think of is people a little bit worried about that knee. But he, I mean, I've watched both games. He looks basically 100% to me. Um, so I'm not going to avoid him for a chance that he aggravates that injury if he's going to continue to be low-owned. Um, I do think the ownership will be up after back-to-back 60 fancy point games, but I still really like Embiid. Just no one can stop him in Atlanta. Capella doesn't have a chance. Um, yeah, I, I think Embiid uh, is, is one, of the, one of the top plays this late. Really, really like Embiid. Anyway, he's questionable. 100% going to play. 100% going to play. Now, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons... So Tobias Harris had a really strong start there. Was that last game or was that two games ago? Maybe it was both games where he started really strong. I feel like he has started really hot both games. Uh, he's gone for 43 and 38 in the last couple games. He should play, you know, somewhere around 36, 37 minutes. I think he's a fair play at 8K. Ben Simmons, well, he went back to the Ben Simmons of the regular season. Uh, 35 minutes, 23 fancy points. Throw that game out the window, though. He's been pretty solid in the playoffs. 
Um, you know, price dropped a little bit. Still some interest in him because, again, he is a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. Just kind of had an off game last game. Um, not super worried about it, but I'm still, I'm still not going like, to lock in Ben Simmons in my lineup either. Right? Embiid, is, Embiid is the guy for me in Philly. Now, with Seth Curry and Danny Green, again, they're both you know three-point shooters. Seth Curry, the much better of the two, uh, should play around 30 minutes. 5.3K is fair. Again, though, the issue is if he does have a subpar shooting game, like he does have a low floor, because he's just not going to do a ton of the peripheral stats. And the same thing with Danny Green. Again, um, a decent defender, I guess, even though Trey Young's been abusing him or abused him in game one. Um, he actually had eight assists. Definitely an outlier. He's been struggling with his shot. Playable, but again, more of a contrarian play for me. Uh, not even considering Dwight Howard and the bench for Philly. All I'm going to say, if you, if you target someone here, good luck. Doc Rivers is going with the hot hand. He's shown that, right? It was Maxi for a few games. It was Shake Milton last game. Just, if you want to try to take a shot on Shake Milton, I don't think it's the worst idea. Just, if he, if he does not play well, right? If he comes out and misses his first couple shots or, you know, misses the defensive side, something, it does, does a couple things wrong, he'll probably get pulled, right? There's no guarantee in any of these guys off the bench for minutes, so... They're all risky. Again, Milton had the good game last game. There's no guarantee that he's going to play a ton this game. George Hill seems to be locked into probably like 15-ish minutes off the bench, I'd say. Not really a good point for a guy. Again, you can play him. I'm probably not going to do it. Uh, Thibel, a 3-1, probably gets, you know, around 15 to 20 minutes. Again, a solid defender, but he's just terrible on the offensive end. Again, Maxi barely played last game. I mean, Korkmaz probably plays a little bit. Again, though, it's just like, right, he had a bad shooting game, so only played six minutes. Doc Rivers is going to go with a hot hand here, so it's not something I really want to deal with uh, for, for the Philly bench. Moving on to the Atlanta Hawks, I think Trey Young uh, ownership might drop a little bit for that subpar game last game. Uh, still went for 43 fancy points, only shooting six of 16. Again, Gallinari, Herter really stepped up, uh, so, you know, I think that might lower the ownership a little bit on Trey based on that last game, but still like him, right? He's going to play close to 40 minutes. They're going back home. Um, yeah, I, I still have some interest in, in Trey Young here at 9.3K, even in a tougher matchup. No interest in Capella. Uh, Bogdanovich finally went under 30 fantasy points, right? For the first time, I think, all playoffs. He's been pretty consistent. So for 27. I mean, the minutes will be there for him. I think he's fine filler play. Uh, John Collins, kind of the same thing at 5.8. He'll play big minutes, probably about 35 or so. Not the best point per minute guy, but I think he's a solid option. And then, again, with, with DeAndre Hunter out, Salomon Hill started, but the last game only played eight minutes. So not going to go there because we know Salomon Hill is not a good point per minute guy. It, it's Herder and Gallinari that I do some interest in. Now, Gallinari is crazy, right? He was 70% owned here, had the bad game, dropped so basically unowned. He was 5% here, and then he smashed. Now I think the ownership is going to go up on him. If he comes off the bench and doesn't shoot well or doesn't play well, they, they can limit him to like 18 minutes. So there is a little bit of risk here with Gallinari. Price should come up. Uh, but, yeah, I still think he's a, a decent value play. Herder's probably the guy I feel a little more comfortable with. I think he has the opportunity to play more minutes. He played 29 and 36. Um, he's been shooting really well in this series, too. He's uh, actually a, a decent defender. Can grab him two rebounds, too. Uh, he's a lot taller than I thought. You know, I haven't watched a ton of Hawks games in person. But he's like 6'7". Uh, again, a lot a lot taller than I thought. But, uh, yeah, Herter is – I think Herter's a pretty safe value play there with no DeAndre Hunter. And that's really it. Like, Lou Williams plays – you know, played 15 minutes. I'm expecting about 10 minutes off the bench. 
I mean, he is a decent offensive player, but put him in the category of those Philly guys on the bench, right? You're just not going to feel comfortable about anyone. All right, so let's finish up with Phoenix and Denver. On the Phoenix side, I mean, Chris Paul really stands out here at 7-1, right? Um, I mean, he had 50 fancy points in like three quarters last game. I really, really like Chris Paul. 12, 11, 15 assists. Looks like fully 100%. The price is not moving. Uh, One of my favorite plays. Absolutely love Chris Paul at 7.1K. He's going to be popular. It's for good reason. Uh, Devin Booker at 8.4. I mean, we know this guy has massive upside. With Chris Paul now 100%, though, uh, Booker does take a little bit of a usage hit. Now, um, again, the upset is still there. I just, I personally would rather play Paul for $1,300 cheaper than Devin Booker. Now, again, not saying Devin Booker's out of play. And if you want to get contrarian in this two-game slate, you can maybe fade the chalk playing Chris Paul and, and go to Booker. But definitely Chris Paul looks optimal here. Now, DeAndre Aiden, I don't have a ton of interest in him. Um... I mean, he's fine. I'm always a little bit worried about foul uh, issues going up against a guy like Jokic. It's just more of a secondary play. Uh, again, I don't love it. Now, Jay Crowder and Mikel Bridges, I think, are both pretty safe. As long as this game stays competitive, both should play over 30 minutes. You know, both have the ability to knock down some shots. Again, Jay Crowder, whenever I play him, he can't hit the broad side of a barn. When I fade, he turns into Steph Curry and can't miss. Again, DFS in a nutshell, but um, yeah, I think he's a safer play. And same with Mikel Bridges, right? Both these guys should play around 35 minutes, I think, in a close game. Uh, so have interest in both Crowder and, and Bridges. Uh, good filler options for sure. Campaign at 4-6, definitely taking a backseat now with Chris Paul more healthy. Played 15 minutes last game. I'm expecting some around 15 to 20 minutes off the bench. At this price point, viable for tournaments, uh, but not something I, I'm in love with. And then you have a couple of viable value guys. Viable value guys off the bench here. Cam Johnson and Torrey Craig. So Cam Johnson, 33, should play 15 to 20 minutes. Playable, and same with Torrey Craig. Torrey Craig's been really... Now be careful a little bit here with Torrey Craig, right? Is he going to continue to... Are we still going to get like 1.5 fancy points a minute for Torrey Craig? Probably not, right? Uh, no, it is. Regime narrative, and he's played really well. 24 and 22 fancy points in 17 and 15 minutes. But like... Does he continue this level of production? So, um, yeah, with, with Craig and Camp Johnson, they're both they're both playable at 3.3 and 3.1K. And then Sarch uh, at the 3K min price is power forward eligible, which is a little bit nice. He played a little bit more that last game because DeAndre Aiden got in foul trouble and went for 15 fancy points. If you want to go that route again, I, I don't hate it. Again, you kind of do need the DeAndre Aiden foul trouble though for him to, to pay off that salary because if Aiden doesn't get in foul trouble in this game, stays competitive, we're going to get like 8 to 10 minutes out of Sarge. So finishing up with the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic at 10, at 10 7. I obviously have interest in him. I probably prefer Embiid, though, uh, at a similar price point. But, yeah, Jokic, game three, playing at home. Uh, Denver kind of needs to win this game. And, uh, yeah, he went for 52 in a blowout. I mean, he was the only one that really showed up for Denver. So um, I do like Jokic at the top. The issue is, uh, you know, in these playoff states, there's not a lot of value plays. So, uh, if you, I mean, you can go Jokic and Bead, but you're going to have to sacrifice a decent amount to do that. Now, MPJ at 6.9K is, is going to play. That back seems to be affecting him. I would say he's more of a tournament play. The upset is still there, but he seems to be laboring up and down the court a little bit. Will Barton, keep an eye if there's a minutes limit, right? So he was limited to 12 to 18 minutes. He played well. 16 minutes, 18 fancy points. If we get news that Will Barton's full, uh, full go, no limit, I really like him because I would think he plays probably 30-ish minutes, right, around there, maybe more. 
So, yeah, monitor to this one. But if Will Barton's full go, I like him. If he's limited to 12 to 18 minutes again, not as much. Aaron Gordon had, like, an absolute floor game. Only played 20 minutes. Uh, had six fancy points. I mean, he's normally been pretty consistent. Okay filler option, right? That Doug game last game should lower the ownership. I don't love it, though. And then with Camposo, Morris, Rivers, I just have a hard time feeling confident with any of these guys. Barton in there, too. They probably lose a couple of minutes. I mean, they seem to want to have Rivers out there for his defense. So he'll probably play around 30 minutes. But again, Austin Rivers, as I always say, you're never going to get excited about him. Monty Morris, the combined like shooting like 10% from the field so far this year is 1 of 10, 1 of 7. Um, if these two games were the, were the most recent, right, the 43 and 47, Monty Morris would be the chalk in the slate. But because he shot 1 of 10 and 1 of 7, he's going to be low-owned. Now, it, the price did not come down enough for me to feel great about it, but I still don't mind going to Monty Morris for tournaments because the upside is there, right? It is there. Now, sure, Barton being in the offense – Probably hurts his usage a little bit, but uh, it's not something I can go to with confidence. I'll just say I don't hate it for tournaments. Again, with Composer Rivers, one of those guys is going to one of those guys is going to close. It's basically been Composer the last couple games, but if Morris plays well off the bench, it could be him. And then Green versus Paul Millsap, whichever one I like, go the opposite because I swear the six or seven games of Denver or whatever has been in the playoffs for the show on slates or regular slates. Whenever, if I go green, it's Millsap. If I go Millsap, it's green. I swear I could not get these two right. Green should play more. He should play, you know, 20 to 24 minutes, whereas Millsap will play basically strictly the back of five, but he's the much more productive, you know, better point per minute guy. It's just a tough one, right? I don't have a, a, a strong lead. I will say green is safer because he should play more minutes, uh, but Millsap's still viable as well. And that is really it, guys, for the player-by-player player breakdown. And that's going to do it for the video as well. So, if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you know, live. Thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.